Good morning, High Life. Uh, I've missed you. It's been a while. Um, it's great to be here. This is the day the Lord has made, and therefore we will rejoice and we'll be glad in it. You know, it doesn't matter um, what season of life you're in. There is always joy to be found in Christ. He says, in everything, give thanks, for it's the will of God through Christ Jesus concerning you. The Bible says that our joy in the Lord is our strength. Praise the Lord. The kingdom of God is not in meat and in drink, but it's in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So it's great to be alive. It's great to be in Christ. It's great to be part of God's end time army. It's great to be enjoying fellowship with Almighty God. Well, we're going to get into the word this morning. Um, there's so much to talk about. I'm so excited about sharing with you today. Let's just pray in the spirit. Hallelujah. Hebreno Cipria, Leprenos Elidigina Sabron Ungatarisk, Hingatare no Cari, Sefre, Dukidit, Ingata, Omano, Etia Labanos. Oh, come on, let's glory Yatia. Let's glorify the name of the Lord. The Bible says that he that speaks in an unknown tongue. Um, speaks not unto men, but unto God. Howbeit in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Let's fellowship with God in the spirit. Hallelujah. The Bible says that those who worship God must engage their spirits in the pursuit of truth. Hallelujah. Let's engage our spirits in communion with Almighty God. Father, we're so thankful. We're so thankful that we're in Christ. We're so thankful that we are connected to you. We're so thankful that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Father, we're so thankful for your presence in our lives. So, Father, we ask right now for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. We ask you to come, Holy Spirit. The Bible says that when you come, you will show us things to come. Open the eyes of our understanding this morning. Let us see things that we have never seen before. Let us see prepared things, O God. Unstop our ears today. The Bible says that who is blind but my servant. O God, uncover our blindness, O God. Uh, help us to see, um, help us to know you, O God. Help us to see and know in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you to come in the power of the Spirit. We ask you to light our candles and enlighten our darkness. We're not interested in the philosophy of man. We're interested in the life of God. So Holy Spirit, come and breathe life into our service this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah, I don't know about you, but um, you know, the Lord speaks to me through movies sometimes. Yes, through movies. Um, I had a nudge uh, recently to watch a movie that I hadn't watched in a while. Um, it's titled The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And I'll recommend that you go watch it. You know, this movie was about a man who lived a pretty dull life. Uh, he, was, uh, he published um, or was part of an organization and his job was to publish the adventures of somebody else. Uh, and he lived a pretty dull life. And to escape the monotony of his life, he would often dream up adventures in his mind. Um, romantic adventures. Adventures about him being um, a great romantic and winning the lady of his dreams. Or he will, he will sometimes dream up adventures of him being an action, uh, an action hero. 
but in his actual life, he did nothing. Then as the movie unfolded, when his job, uh, his real life job was threatened, he was forced to confront his fears. Uh, and we begin to discover that this person that we thought was boring and uninteresting was actually capable of doing amazing things. Uh, and he began to live the adventure that he had only previously imagined. But he had to confront his fears and start taking action. He had to confront his fears and start taking action. And, and as I was watching this movie, um, I, I, was, uh, I was drawn to the theme music of the movie. The theme music um, was uh, the, the, the song uh, Space Oddity by, by David Bowie. And in this song, this song is about a call to courage. Uh, it's a song about being untethered uh, from an ordinary life and launching your rocket and embracing a life that is otherworldly, a life that is extraordinary, a life that is beyond the stars. Uh, and, and I believe that the Lord made me or, or nudged me to watch that movie because he was trying to bring out an important theme. You know that song, uh, Space Oddity, um, I, I love some of the words in that song. Uh, it, it, there's some words like ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein peels and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom. Commencing countdown. Countdown. The engines are going on. Check your ignition. May God's love be with you. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lift off. He said, this is the ground control to Major Tom. You already made the grade. And the papers want to know whose shirts you wear. It's time to leave the capsule, if you dare. Is God speaking to someone this morning? I believe the Lord was making clear to me that it's time now. It's time to leave the ordinary. He has ended the last phase. It's time to embrace the new. No more excuses. The old is gone. It is time to confront your fears. It is time to trust in the goodness of God and embrace courage. I believe the Lord is speaking to us as a Joshua generation. Moses is dead. The mantle is passed. You will lead the people into the inheritance he prepared for them. You will be his answer um, to their prayers. You will provide the jobs. You will provide the solutions. You will be the difference maker in your industry and in your nation. The mantle has been passed to you. You will be custodian and fulfill the words he spoke to your fathers and remain unfulfilled. You will fulfill those words. You will stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before and take your place in the eternal chain of the kingdom of God. I believe that the Lord is speaking to me and he's also speaking to you. Now is the time for strength. It is the time for courage. It is no longer time to prepare. It is time to move. The Lord said to Joshua, as I was with your fathers, I will be with you. It is no longer time to look at your weaknesses 
and rehearse what you can't do in your mind and what you don't have. It is time to look to the strength of the God who goes with you. It is time to advance. High life, I say to you, it is time to advance. Uh, let, let me begin this morning um, by speaking about the apostolic mandates and credentials under which I speak this morning. You know, um, it, it is important that, uh, that certain things are properly established in our minds. Because when there is time for great change, um, it, is it is important that we're able to trust um, in the Lord and trust in the leadership he has established in his body and the leadership he has connected us with. You know, the word apostle comes from the Greek word apostolos, which literally means to be sent. It means to be equipped and sent by God to establish the structure of heaven in an alien place. The apostolic mandate uproots ancient um, satanic structures and it establishes fruitful kingdom structures that extend the kingdom of the Lord in the earth. In the spirit or in the spiritual realm, Apostolic movement is met by great opposition and accompanied by great spiritual warfare. Apostolic fruit may not leave behind a single building, but it will change the spiritual climate of regions. It will impact, its impacts will be felt in eternity. The apostolic anointing doesn't just build people, it catalyzes movements. Every true missionary, for instance, operates under an apostolic mandate. You know, it was 35 years ago, under my leadership, that a few friends and I on the University of Lagos campus left the established Christian Union. And under what we didn't know was an apostolic mandate, we started a movement which produced many ministers and missionaries across the earth today. We didn't leave behind a single building. We didn't start a church. But we catalyzed a movement that birthed churches across the world. And we built people that became the backbone of a lot of established churches, educational and missionary institutions in the world today. It is under the same mandate that I bring the word of the Lord to you this morning. You know, as I say this, uh, I, I am reminded um, of um, the, the, the word of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. He says, let them, let us, let them consider us to be servants of Christ uh, and stewards of the mysteries of God. Um, when I speak about the apostolic mandate under, under which I, I, am, uh, I am declaring to you this morning, it is not to brag because the apostolic office is a foundational office in the kingdom of God. Uh, he says, consider us servants of Christ. The word servants is the Greek word huperetes, which speaks about an under rower. Um, it is a ministry on which the Lord builds different things. Uh, the under rowers in the, in the Roman galleon were slaves. They were people who were not seen, 
but who had the grace and the authority to establish uh, important structures that caused the galleon to move forward. They were the rowers that you never saw. I also remember what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. He said, I may seem, verse 8, he said, I may seem to be boasting too much about the authority given to us by the Lord, but our authority builds you up. It doesn't tear you down. So I am not ashamed of using my authority. And that's in the spirit with which I speak this morning. I am speaking as one that I believe that the Lord has, has called certainly to um, the people to whom he has sent me um, to bring leadership and guidance in these important times. So let me share with you briefly three important visions that the Lord has given me over the years. Um, in an earlier message um, called The Church Has Left the Building, I shared some visions with you, but now I'm going to share some other visions um, um, with you this morning. Uh, because this morning we are launching the new season of all things called High Life. Uh, and I want you to understand the foundation on which these things are based. These things are based on revelation by the Lord to me and to the company that the Lord has connected me with um, to lead this movement called High Life. Now, on the 20th of July, 2015, the Lord took me into a vision where I was sitting in a bulldozer, uh, in a bulldozer, and um, I was driving this bulldozer, and I was trying to meander out of the car park of a set of residential buildings. Uh, so I was in the bulldozer, and it was in the car park um, so there were a lot of other cars there. It was in a residential car park. Now, the lanes between the cars were too narrow. So as I was trying to get the bulldozer out of the car park, I ended up driving over another car. Now, I could see from my elevated position in the bulldozer, I could see into the ground floor apartments of some of the buildings. And, and when I looked in those apartments, I saw people being ministered to. There were pastors in those apartments laying hands on people and praying for them and I sensed that the car that I just ridden over um, belonged to one of the ministers and I wondered how I was going to pay for it because I'd, I'd sort of destroyed the car and as I was contemplating this somebody came from out of the building and there was a, a prophet of God uh, someone I didn't know and I got a, a strong sense that in the dream, that a lot of unusual things are going to start happening uh, prophetically in this time, requiring a new framework, a new paradigm. It was as though the Lord was saying that he was going to put new wine in new wineskins. Now, as I began to pray about the vision the Lord had given me, uh, the Lord reminded me of Luke 1, 17. I began to pray for the interpretation because every vision of God, uh, with the revelation must come an interpretation, an application, and oftentimes a proclamation. So the Lord reminded me of Luke 1, 17. Let's open our Bibles to Luke 1, 17. It says, he will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children 
and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. You know, a lot of times in dreams and visions, cars uh, or, uh, of different vehicles represent different callings, okay? They represent different callings. So the cars um, that were neatly parked in this car park represented a type of ministry um, that was organized and all the cars looked very similar. So uh, a, a type of ministry that was currently operating in the earth. And, and that ministry was reflected in the apartments. But the Lord was trying to illustrate that in this time, he is birthing a new ministry vehicle. And that ministry vehicle is, as you know, a bulldozer is not um, meant to be in a residential car park. He is doing something and he's building um, new ministry vehicles that are going to go out into, um, into uh, a terrain that has not been established and built. Okay? He's going to create a new ministry vehicle that's going to go out into a terrain that is not established and built. Uh, of course, you can remember the word of the Lord to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1.10. He said, See, I have set you this day over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. Now, now this mandate is a prophetic and apostolic mandate. Because he said, I'm sending you out, not just to see and to declare, but I'm sending you out to root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, and then also to build and to plant. Now, now that is... The mandate, I believe, that the Lord is giving this house. Our mandate, our destiny, is out in the field, plowing new ground, creating a highway for our God. It has nothing to do with us and everything to do with God and the times in which we live. Um, if we try to operate like the norm. Now, there's nothing wrong with the norm. As I said Real ministry was taking place, um, but there are certain vehicles that the Lord is establishing, not as an endorsement of anybody, but it is just what he's doing, okay? And he's given them a specific mandate to carry out a specific work. Um, so it has nothing to do with us and everything to do with him and the times in which we live. If we try to operate like the norm, if we try to operate like the church down the road, we will get in the way and end up creating offense and confusion. Our place is in the wild with God. Our place is entering into territory that has previously um, been uh, avoided or ministries have not been equipped to function in. There is a new prophetic operational paradigm that the Lord wants to download into this company. And he has already begun to download it. So fast forward. I had this vision in, um, in, uh, in 2015. 28th of July 2015 as I said. Now let me talk about the second vision. On the 22nd of June 
2017, two years later um, after the first vision, the Lord took me in a night vision into an office facility. I could see that High Life was in an office facility next to an airport, next to an airport. And it was literally next to the airport. It was like a storage facility. Um, it was almost like an airport lounge. And it was a place that people came to to offload their luggage before they went to the airport. It was literally a place people came to just before they took off, okay? And we helped them offload their luggage, um, put their luggage away, and then they took off. And this dream has expanded into um, a settled vision in my heart of high life being mandated to be a regional airport hub, to be a regional airport in the spirit, a place where large planes can land, an airport offering full service facilities, plane servicing and repairs, pilot recuperation, entertainment, rest and refreshments for all the family. But most importantly, a place where everyone will be informed of their flight connections and take off. It is a launching place. Everyone there is a passenger going somewhere. I'll say that again. Everyone in the airport is a passenger going somewhere. The administration of an airport is very limited, very small, compared to the number of people that are coming through and passing through and being equipped for where they are going. Everyone in an airport is being equipped for their journey. A place where pilots bring large planes and are refueled to take off again. An airport is not a settling place. It is an equipping, an equipping place, a sending center. Equipping to deploy was the theme of that vision. Equipping to deploy. The last vision I'll share with you was one I had a year later in, on the 13th of May, 2018. Now, now follow me as we unfold this. Um, I began the message today saying it is time to advance. It is time to advance. And what the Lord, we're not just moving forward. No, we are building by the grace of God. We are building structures of heaven on the earth. We are functioning under an apostolic mandate. We are on assignment of the king. And we are building according to his pattern. And he's been very clear about the pattern that he is establishing for this house. He's, very, he's been very clear that we are meant to be, um, we're meant to be uh, a, a uh, as it were, um, a bulldozer ministry. We're not meant for a car park. We're not meant to be like anybody else. He has given us an authority and a mandate to go out and establish a landing strip for the master. I believe it is an end time um, ministry that the Lord is building. He is equipping us for the harvest. Remember, the harvest is always a cultivation of mature fruit. You don't go out and harvest seedlings. It is a cultivation of mature fruit. Hallelujah. So it is a company 
where people are being built to be mature, where people are being equipped to go out and cultivate um, uh, and, and build other mature fruit for the king. So the first vision speaks about being a bulldozer ministry. The second vision speaks about being a sending place. It is not a resting place. We are not going to be known by the number of buildings we have built. We are not going to be known by the number of people stay in the building. We are going to be known by the number of people we send, the number of people we equip, the number of people go out and locate their assignment and fulfill the pleasure of the king. So the final vision, like I said, was in May 13, 2018. You know, in this vision, I saw myself in a valley of vehicles. It was a very large valley. The vehicles were really spread out. So I didn't see uh, the types of conditions of all the vehicles uh, because they were really spread out. But I could see that there were so many different types of vehicles in this, um, in this valley. Now, I couldn't tell whether it was like a vehicle, uh, a valley of dead, dry bones, you know, like, you know, that, uh, you know, Ezekiel 37 kind of picture because it was a huge valley. It was very quiet and there were all these vehicles. So I didn't know whether it was like a, like an aircraft graveyard. I'm sure you've seen those aircraft graveyards where they, you know, they send, you know, aircrafts that are old and, you know, and, and are not useful. They send them to this I mean, they just put them, pack them in this huge park or this huge valley. I wasn't sure if it was that kind of a valley or whether it was just a type of a waiting area. It seemed more like the former, like, a, you know, like an abandoned place um, uh, because it was not like an organized car park and it seemed to be hidden away. But as I looked closer, I found myself standing in front of my vehicle. And when I looked at this vehicle, it was in pristine condition. But yet, it was being hidden in this place. It was an 18-wheeler. Uh, I don't know if you know what an 18-wheeler is. Uh, it's not a, a vehicle that I, I common, commonly see in Nigeria. You know, most of the trailers we see in Nigeria are really old. Um, but this is like an 18-wheeler. Uh, it was more like one of those you see in the U.S. You know, it seemed new. It had chrome all around. It was in pristine condition. And, and it was, you know, the cab, which is the front of the vehicle, where the, the people or the driver sit was very high with good visibility and a very large cab. But in this valley, it was dark. It was about 7 p.m. And I was standing in front of the truck, looking at a far distance ahead to where the exit of the car park was. I didn't get the impression that there was a mad scramble for the exit, but from where I was, I could see that a path had been made for us to leave this valley. We were being hidden in this valley, but the time had come to move forward. I quickly began to remove the stoppers at the wheels of this 18-wheeler. I removed a green jack that was under the truck and was used to keep it stationary. I called into the cab where there were two drivers and I told them it was time to leave. A way had been made for us. Clearly, the truck had been there for a while because the drivers didn't have their eyes on the exit. They seemed to be eating while arguing with each other about something. Movement was not the first priority on their minds. I think it was because they'd been uh, in the valley for a long 
time and I'd been waiting for a long time. Somehow, um, I had in my hand some of the items we were carrying from the truck. I had some samples of fabric. They were lovely pink, different shades, different designs, premium fabric. Um, you know, uh, and it was, it, was, it was great merchandise. I called again to the cab with resolve, to the drivers, that it was time to move. There was a sense of urgency. And, and I heard the release of gas from the cab, which indicated that the, the, the trailer, the 18-wheeler, was about to move. And I came out of the experience after that. You know, the Bible says that it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. And it is the honor of kings to search it out. So when the Lord gives a vision, when he gives a dream, it is so important. The Lord does not cast his pearls before swine. Um, most, a lot of scripture came by revelation, all scriptures by revelation. But, but a, a lot of scripture that we, that we enjoy today came by dreams and visions and, and, and direct revelations of the spirit. Um, so whenever the Lord gives revelation, he doesn't cast his pearls before swine. They are meant to be understood. They are meant to be searched out. They are meant to be taken seriously. This is heaven downloading hidden things to us. The Bible says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard. It hasn't entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Um, now, as I began to pray into this, the Lord began to give myself and our company clarity about what he's saying. And if you are connected to this house, this is the mandate on this house. This is what God is connecting you with. I don't believe we choose the choice, the, the churches we join. I don't believe in uh, modern um, um, convenience philosophy where we join churches and live on a whim, where based on where we live and based on where um, where we work. We just choose a church. I don't believe that. I believe that your life is too important for you to be casual about the church you, you work with. I believe that God leads you to a place based on the mandate he has placed upon your life. God connects you with a company. God gives you, gives, puts people over you that would steer you and lead you in the way that you should go. Um, so if you are hearing a sound, if as I speak, you are hearing a sound across the earth and you are recognizing that the words that I'm speaking are causing the baby within your heart to leap, understand that this is the company that the Lord has connected you with. Connect with us and let us work together in, in fulfilling the desire of the king. Now as I, as I, as I meditated on this um, vision and I shared with um, trusted um, um, uh, ministers our attention was focused on some key things the first is about is the size of the vehicle this kind of truck 18 wheeler is used to transport heavy stuff and is often not used for individual purposes but it is used for organizations that are moving things from the port to a factory etc for me, it speaks about a ministry that will be involved more in building divine structures and systems than one that just focuses on taking care of individuals. This vehicle, this kind of vehicle doesn't move people. This kind of vehicle moves heavy stuff. Um, the fact is, it means it's a new thing 
or expression or ministry focus that the Lord is downloading into his body. The second thing that we were drawn to was the timing. A way was being made showing a sense of urgency. Now is the time. Um, though the ministry had been consciously hidden by the Lord for a while, we shall be hidden no more. The other thing that we're drawn to was the drivers. I believe that a vital key to moving forward or uh, this institutional or systemic type of, type of ministry is people. It is, it is important that you understand that if you are part of this company, it is time to move. Distractions of basic needs and interpersonal squabbles must be set aside lest we delay our motion. Still about the vehicle. It's important to know that vehicles of this type are really vital in the supply chain structure of any manufacturer or importer. When goods are produced in a factory, <coughs> it is vehicles like this that undertake the first leg of moving goods in really huge numbers from the factory to major distributors across the country. It is a big, also in a real big company's production or trading process. Oftentimes, raw materials or finished goods may need to be uh, imported from abroad and shipped into the country. It is vehicles like this that move raw materials or finished goods from ports uh, to, to either the uh, raw materials or finished goods warehouse. So basically, it's a major component in any company's logistics, supply chain, distribution business, okay? This truck will not directly meet the needs of consumers. Rather, it will supply those who supply the wholesalers, who will supply the retailers or consumers. So basically, it's an institutional type of ministry. Without it, products from the manufacturer will not get to the consumer, yet it doesn't directly serve the consumer. So basically, what it's saying is that in the supply chain of heaven, what the Lord is trying to establish here in this house will be a ministry that will play a key part in the supply and distribution of divine reality to a whole nation. We are set up primarily to serve people that have been raised and equipped as ministers to the seven mountains that govern culture. Um, it is important, and, and, and these, visions, um, these visions undergird um, what, I'm, what we're calling High Life 3.0 as we align with the mandate that God has placed upon this house. Have you ever watched um, a rocket launch? You know, when I was much younger, you know, um, and even now, I and mean, we see rocket launches on, 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 um, on YouTube, but it's a very fascinating thing um, to watch a rocket being launched from Earth into outer space. When you do some research on, on rocket launches, you would, you would see, I mean, the, the only thing that we, we typically see, at least when I was a kid, was, you know, there's a lot of fire that accompanies um, a launch. And then as it, as it gets out of, um, of the Earth's atmosphere, at some point, the rocket splits into component parts. You know, it's like some bits fall off uh, and, and just a small part of what started off as the original rocket actually 
continues um, from the earth to the moon or, or, or goes into orbit, um, um, you know, as, as, the lock, as the rocket leaves, um, leaves the earth's atmosphere. And I found it very fascinating. In fact, the first time I saw it, when the rocket so, uh, separated or when bits of it separated, I actually thought that maybe um, there was some kind of disaster, but then I realized that this is how rockets function. Now, basically, a rocket launch has several stages. You know, the first stage of a rocket launch gets the rocket out of the, um, out of the lower atmosphere, out of the Earth's atmosphere. Um, sometimes the rocket would have extra boosters to help it get out of um, the Earth's atmosphere. And that's because in the first stage... Um, the first stage must lift the entire rocket, its cargo or payload, um, and any unused fuel. Um, it must lift the whole thing out of um, the Earth's atmosphere. And it's the biggest and most powerful section of um, a rocket's flight. I mean, it, it, most of it, in fact, a typical rocket, uh, of the total mass of the rocket, 90% of the mass of a rocket you see is actually just fuel. 6% is its structure. That's the engines, the tanks, etc. And 4% is, is where the people actually occupy. So 90% of every rocket is just pure fuel. And it needs this much fuel because a tremendous amount of power is needed to fight through the thick lower atmosphere. The propulsion system um, of, the, of the rocket, when a, a rocket is about to launch, it, it generates a massive amount of thrust to overcome gravity and launch the rocket. 90% of the mass of the rocket is, is, um, is required just to launch that rocket. The faster a rocket goes, the more resistance it encounters. But the higher the rocket goes, the thinner the atmosphere gets. So once the first stage has done its job, the rocket drops that portion um, of, its, of its constitution and ignites its second stage. The second stage has a lot less to transport. It doesn't have to fight through the thick lower atmosphere. So it usually just has one small engine. And then its, its sophisticated guidance system maintains balance and steers um, the rocket to keep uh, the flight trajectory on track. So gravity, overcoming gravity in the first stage is, um, is key to any successful launch. Whether it's a ministry, whether it's a business, whatever it is God is trying to do in our lives, the first stage of launching is very important. If a rocket doesn't have the, the, the right uh, amount of power and fuel and capacity, it will not overcome, um, it will not overcome uh, uh, gravity and, and, um, uh, and get through the first stage successfully. So what gravity, what does gravity represent that we must overcome in this new phase of our lives? We know God is doing a new thing. But what does gravity represent um, that we must overcome in this new phase of our lives? The first is inertia. 
You know, um, Newton's laws actually govern uh, the, the operation of, of rocket propulsion. You know, the first law of, of motion uh, says that every object remains in a state of rest or of uniform motion in a straight line unless it, it, it is acted upon um, by an external force. Uh, movement doesn't just happen. A, a force is required to produce movement. The second um, Newton's law um, of motion says that the, the more mass an object has, the more force needs to be applied to cause it to accelerate or change direction. You know, a lot of times we want to achieve more, but we don't want to change. We don't want to change. The overcoming of inertia, the overcoming of how things have always been. You know, we, we want to change, but we want things to stay the same. Well, it is, important, it is impossible for that to happen if we're going to launch this rocket. So inertia um, is the first thing that we must overcome. Uh, and it requires massive propulsion to overcome inertia. You know, I'm reminded of that, uh, that vision of the truck where a way had been opened. The truck was ready, but people were not focused on, on the season they were in. Yes, part of our training process um, is that the Lord uh, builds our character in times of waiting. Waiting is an important part of God's process. Patience is an important part of God's process. But, but when patience has had its perfect work, a door is open. And it is important that we, on, we overcome inertia and realize that we have entered a new season where it is now time for rapid motion. Another thing that represents gravity that we must overcome in a new phase is opposing forces. Opposing forces. The first is inertia, which is um, within us. It's about, you know, what we're used to, how we're used to doing life. The old wineskins and the old patterns we had, those have to change. And we need a force to overcome them. We need to generate enough spiritual capability and, uh, and spiritual capacity to overcome these things. The second is opposing forces. You know, Newton's third law says to stop or slow an object, a force must be applied in the direction opposite to the object's motion. So if you want to stop or slow an object that's about to launch, you must apply a force or um, you must apply a force in the opposite direction to slow it down or to stop it from taking off. Whenever you want to launch, anytime you want to launch, the enemy's forces are always unleashed against you to slow you down or to stop you. The devil knows you well. So he'll try all sorts of things, like we saw um, last week when Aegbe was teaching. He will use all kinds of strategies. He will apply all kinds of forces against you to stop you from moving forward. Um, it may be gossip or slander that he will raise against you. It may be criticism that he will raise against you. He might entice you with a temptation. He might accentuate a weakness and, 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 and entice you to disqualify yourself when the grace of God has established you. It might be fatigue. It might be something physical. Okay? Um, it is important to recognize that whenever we launch, opposing forces are always arrayed against us. 
you must generate massive power to overcome. Massive power in the kingdom to overcome these forces. The forces of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Yes, the fruit of the Spirit are spiritual forces that we must, we must deploy in this time. The power of the word, the power of prayer, the power of seeking God must be forces we deploy. If we are going to launch our rocket and overcome gravity and overcome friction and overcome the, um, the opposing forces, we need to generate massive power in prayer. Hallelujah. Um, because it is time to launch. It is time to launch. You know, at High Life, we are launching our own rocket with an expanded vision and mission. And that time of launch is now. It is no longer time to second guess ourselves. It is time for this company to embrace strength and courage, this type of strength that God encouraged Joshua to have. Embrace strength and courage and begin to move forward, trusting in the goodness of God, trusting in the presence of God that goes with us, to give us, to give us wisdom and understanding as we move forward. So it is time for an expanded vision, an expanded mission. Our vision is our what? And our vision is to raise a community of pioneering, pioneering kingdom citizens, to raise a community of pioneering kingdom citizens, operating in the fullness of their God-given callings in every sphere of life to transform their family, their community, their city, nation, and continent with joy, demonstrating the goodness of God to all. Our vision is to raise a community of pioneering kingdom citizens operating in the fullness of their God-given callings in every sphere of life to transform their family, their community, their city, their nation, and continent with joy, demonstrating the goodness of God to all. That is our what. Our mission, which is our how. How are we going to do this? What is the Lord revealing to us about our how? This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to build a network of house churches that are fire centers with a discipleship and multiplication focus through love, presence, insight, and courage. Hallelujah. I'll say that again. We're going to build a network. I established in my message on the church of less has left the building. I established the understanding that small is the new big. God is going to work through small groups. We are building a network of house churches that are fire centers. So it's not just structure that we're building. It is new wine in new wineskins. We're building a network of house churches that are fire centers with a discipleship and multiplication focus through love, presence, insight, and courage. Second thing is we're developing a company of marketplace apostles steeped in an understanding of practical kingdom wisdom with credibility to deploy in the marketplace. We are building a company of marketplace apostles. You see, God is sending his people into every mountain that governs, governs culture. But not just sending them. 
He's sending them with an understanding of practical kingdom wisdom. He's sending them with credibility to be able to deploy this understanding in the marketplace, to move the needle, to transform society. But it requires wisdom, kingdom wisdom to do this. So we want to, our, our, our mandate is to develop a company of marketplace apostles. And lastly, we want to pass our apostolic heritage of fire and presence to the next generation to transform their world. Three things on how. That is our mission as, as a company. That is our mission as a company. You know, um, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, and this is just to underscore um, the urgency of this. In Hebrews eleven seven, 7, the Bible says that by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear or godly reverence, and he prepared an ark. He prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. So Moses was led by God to build something that had never been seen against a danger that was coming or to prepare his people from a danger that was coming that they had never previously experienced. And Moses uh, or Noah moved by faith in the building of the ark. Now the Bible says that he built this ark for 120 years. So the reason for this build was not apparent for over a generation. Wow. Over a generation. But by building this thing, he built this structure according to the pattern of God. And at the end of the build, he and his family entered the ark. And the, the, um, the animals that heard the sound of God entered the, the ark. And it preserved their lives. The Lord is leading us to build something. Okay. And clearly, it is not for the now. He's causing us to build something and he's demanding that we move the faith and build it accurately. Um, and if this is of the Lord, and I believe it is, then there is coming a time where what we have built will preserve our lives, will preserve our nation, will preserve everything that we hold dear and will become a vehicle for God's kingdom to be fully manifested. You know, whenever people build according to the instruction of the Lord, the presence of God comes and fills that structure and God begins to reveal his glory. These are the days in which the glory of God in the midst of the darkness of the earth, the glory of God will be revealed as never before. But that glory is only going to be revealed through his people. That glory is only going to be revealed through structures that represent heaven. Hallelujah. Uh, and I believe that this is one of the structures that God has ordained his glory to be revealed through. Hallelujah. Structures of small groups. Structures that are pressing into discipleship. Structures that are pressing into knowing the Lord. Structures that are pressing into love and the fruit of the Spirit and the power of God and the wisdom of God to govern and transform society. 
These are structures that the Lord is building. Like in the first ark, you must respond. In the first ark, you must respond. You can't be passive and be in the ark, okay? You must respond. Like in the first ark, it is not about you. It is about what the Lord is doing. We are aligning with the sound we're hearing. We are aligning with the sound we're hearing. It's not about personal egos. It's not about convenience Christianity. What I like and what I feel and what is convenient for me. No, it is about building something that is greater than you. Building something that is greater than your family. Building something that's greater than your convenience. It is building a vehicle that God himself wants to occupy and use for his glory. There are seasons that are coming in the earth. There are seasons that are coming in our nation that only the agreement fostered in small communities will be able to overcome. I'll say it again. There are seasons coming in the earth and seasons coming in our nation that only agreement that has been fostered through the fellowship in small groups will be able to overcome. Small groups where discipleship is key. Small groups where there's genuine fellowship. Small groups where we truly take care of one another. We truly take care of one another. These are structures that are going to preserve your life, but structures that are going to preserve our nation and vehicles through which God himself is going to demonstrate um, his, his power in the earth. So that is what we are building at High Life Church. I want to use this opportunity to call out to those ark builders um, across the earth, whoever the angels of God are, 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 have caused to watch this video. If the baby on the inside of you leaps, like the first ark, it is time for you to start moving. The Lord has moved borders. He has removed the borders between churches. It's only one church now. It's only one church and one kingdom. And within this church that he's building, like in the nation of Israel, there are various tribes. Hallelujah. There are various tribes. And people are hearing the sound of their company. You know, the Bible speaking about the sons of Issachar. Their leaders were just 200. But, but the people of the nation of Israel heeded their cry because they may have been small, but they had an understanding of the times and they knew what Israel ought to do. God is building Issachar tribes. God is building hubs of influence, of apostolic influence, where his revelation is coming through for the service of the larger body of Christ. If what I'm saying resonates within your spirit, like in the first ark, it is time to start moving. Hallelujah. The company is coming together. The dead dry bones are, are, are being raised into a great army. And the, 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 there's a rattling across the earth. And, and bones from one part are being joined to bones of another part. And they are building one army. Hallelujah. The discipleship that this house is going to embark on, the churches that we are going to raise are going to be raised across the earth. Hallelujah. Geography, proximity is not going to limit our expansion because our expansion is going to be carried out as people hear the sound of the house and they identify the company that God has called them to be. So, High Life is launching um, High Life 3.0. And I have, uh, I have elucidated um, our vision and our mission. 
Our High Life House Churches start next Sunday, um, the 27th of September. Everything you'd like to know about our house churches is available now on our website. Check it out, highlifechurch.com. You can't miss it. Once you go to highlifechurch.com, you will see a banner. Um, and from that banner, follow that link, and you'll, ha you'll have all the information you need about our house churches. Everything from information of where they are, to how they operate, to how to register to be part of a house church. On Tuesday, we will be having um, a, um, uh, a, a town hall. Uh, that is a couple of days' time at 7 p.m. We're going to be having a town hall where you can log in and we can talk some more and you can find out more information or ask questions you may have. Um, once you check out the website, you'll see that we even have a frequently asked questions um, sheet that goes through a lot of questions that have been asked already. But if you have that question that we haven't covered, join us on the town hall. Let us give you more information. Uh, and and the, the link or the Zoom link for the town hall is actually uh, going to be attached to this broadcast as well so that you can see that. And like I said, we start next Sunday. But if you are not ready to join a house church yet, um, or we do not have a house church yet in your area, well, if you, you can become... Uh, you, can, you can actually become a house church as well if you'd like to. Just let us know and um, we, will, uh, we will take you through the training and we'll equip you because we're an equipping center. But if you don't have a house church yet um, and you don't have one that's near you or you're not ready to join one right now, um, we would actually uh, on Sunday, um, on this same channel next Sunday um, at 10.30 a.m., um, we will actually have our message that's going to go out to all the house churches, so you can actually watch it um, next Sunday. However, for those who are already registered to join a house church, this message or the message uh, next, that you'll be seeing next Sunday will actually be available to them on Thursday, uh, a few days before, uh, because what we're going to be doing is that every week uh, within our house church network, um, messages that come from the center will be released, and everyone in our community will have the opportunity to listen and meditate um, on, on, on the material so that when they get together on Sunday or whatever day they meet, um, it will be about understanding and application, about understanding and application along with great fellowship and interaction and prayer and ministry to one another. But if you're not ready yet, um, next Sunday at 10.30, you will have access to the same word, that they are deliberating on, okay? So join the campaign. Join the campaign. As I said earlier, the harvest is always harvest of mature fruit. And God is, is making a demand on the seediest place in our lives. Uh, our maturity must impact others around us, okay? Um, the, the fruit of maturity is, is replication of the nature of Christ, um, through your life, into the life of others, getting people saved, getting them filled with the Holy Spirit, getting people healed, getting people um, um, discipled. That is the mandate on every member of the body of Christ. You know, the fivefold ministry gifts are to equip the body, to do the work of the ministry. Every member of the body, every member of the body is meant to have apostolic grace and prophetic grace and pastoral grace, and teaching grace, uh, and evangelism grace. That is how God ordained the body. That is how God ordained the body. 
um, preaching, teaching, healing is not exclusive to those that are behind pulpits. Who told you that? That is wrong theology. Everybody is meant to be a preacher. Everyone is meant to be a healer. Everyone is an apostle to the marketplace to transform it with the wisdom of God. And that is what we are raising in this house. You know, as I watched that movie, um, The Secret Life of Walter, uh, Walter Mitte, and, um, and, and as I was watching it and enjoying it, I, I could hear the Lord speaking to me and, 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 and calling me to courage, just like he's calling, calling you to courage right now. He's calling us to strength and calling us to courage. And as I finished watching the movie and uh, the credits began to roll by, as if to give me further confirmation that he was speaking to me, you know, I, I normally when I watch a movie, I just, you know, move on to, the, to something else afterwards. But for some reason, I just paused a little bit and I was just watching the credits. And, and there was a song that came on at the end of the movie. I'd never heard it before. It was a song by a man called Jose Gonzalez. And, and the title of the song is Stay Alive, Stay Alive. And, and I, was, I was drawn to some words of that song. And it was just like the Lord was further confirming to me the message that he was telling me. And the words that caught my heart were these words. He said, there's a truth and it's on our side. Dawn is coming, open your eyes. Dawn is coming, open your eyes. Dawn is coming, open your eyes. Look into the sun as the new days rise. Dawn is coming, open your eyes. You know, the word of God is incontrovertible. Whenever you hear the word of the Lord, the Bible says that the logos of God is alive and powerful. It pierces. I sharpened on a two-edged sword and, and, and pierces asunder, soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It divides asunder, Soul and spirit, joint and marry. It's a, it's, a, it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word of the Lord, um, when we hear the word of the Lord, it comes deep into our hearts. Um, the truth is on our side. This is the truth of what God is doing. He's calling us to strength and calling us to courage because there is a new day now. It's time to open our eyes and see the new day. The old is past. The new has come. It is time to look into the sun as this new day rises. As we look into the sun, we get wisdom, we get understanding. But it's not time to second-guess yourself. It's not about you. It is all about God, and it's about us trusting in his goodness and trusting in his wisdom. Welcome to High Life 3.0. I'd like us to pray this morning as I close. Just begin to commit your life to God, commit your family to God, and commit yourself to God. Commit yourself to God. Say, God, I, I recognize what you're doing. I thank you for the mandate upon high life. Uh, and begin to ask God to show you your part in this. Your part in this. Everybody in the body of Christ is a receiver and a giver. Everybody in the body of Christ is a receiver and a giver. There's grace that is exclusive to you. And that grace is meant for the service of the body. Get plugged in. Don't be an observer. Get plugged in into what the Lord is doing. It's new, it's scary, but it's time to take your protein peel. Hallelujah. It's time to get ready to launch because the, 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 um, the view from heaven is so much clearer than the view on earth. It's time to, 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 to kick in the forces of life 
uh, and cause your rocket to be propelled. Uh, it's time to untether yourself from those things that shackle you down. Yeah, you've already passed the grade. You've already been qualified. You have already been chosen as somebody who is, uh, is going to be raised as an army of the living God. It's time to align with that. It's time to shake off the old name and the old, um, the old associations and embrace your true identity, which is to walk with God in the heavenly places. Father, in the name of Jesus, everybody under the sound of my voice this morning, let your word find its lodging place in their hearts. Uh, I break the, the limitations of darkness, the structures that have been set up in our hearts by, um, by, by the evil one, the structures that have been set up in our hearts by failure. I break those structures right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. I, I release your people into the freedom of truth in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you for the new day. Thank you for the dawn of a new season. Thank you for being our help. Right now, go check out our website, highlifechurch.com. You will see it on the, on the banner um, on the website, information about the house churches. Join us on Tuesday for um, our town hall and then on Sunday for our first um, High Life Church um, house church services. God bless you and see you soon.